0: Hello, and welcome back to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This is all about costume design, so I'm just going to jump right in because I love clothes and I love costumes. Enjoy.
1: Hello everyone, it's Tony the Movie Guy and...
2: Miss Money Annie here.
1: There you go. And we have a special guest with us today, Laura Christina Ortiz. Hello. <laughs> all right. First of all, I have to comment on your outfit. Clearly you love cherries.
3: I do. It started with the earrings and now <laughs> I just wear them on every project I do on my first day on set so oh, that wow. everyone knows who the costume designers are like it's that chick with the cherry earrings so it's That's very awesome. easily identifiable so it's like your cool sign. yeah
1: <laughs> she's got this lovely like a uh, big cherry earrings and then what's this a, a cardigan yeah we yeah, <laughs> covered in cherries and then you have that kind of uh what pinup girl 50s pin-up girl mock-up I love it yeah super cute yeah, good for you all right I'm just Boring old Tony. All right, good. Anyway, so this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to cover um, costume design Mm -hmm. because that's what you do. You're a costume designer and you do uh, makeup as well, right?
3: I started out doing makeup and costuming and then now I just solely focus on costume design.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I want to kind of uh, do a deep dive and go through all the different movies about, you know, the costume design and things like that. But I'd also love to hear about your career. I know you've worked on like uh, some high profile things like Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. that the, the recent one, mm-hmm. you know, and that say What you will about the movie, which actually I didn't think was that bad, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of I enjoyed con- it. See, uh, you know, it, this is the kind of tangents we go on, Laura. Yep. <laughs> there was a lot of controversy over that film, which yes. was kind of bizarre. Look, the original Ghostbusters is a classic it's film, absolutely, yeah. But the new one had nothing to do with the female no. cast. The female cast was the best part of that film, I thought. Mm. You know, I, you know, it was and costumes actually were very good, They're really cool, they were yeah. excellent, and a lot of things with the film were good. I think it just had to do with the, um, you know, the plot and the script. But more importantly for me, it was the cameos from the original people, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. That's what I didn't think was used well enough.
3: But other than that, it was a fun film. Yeah. yeah. Totally. What do you think,
1: Laura? You worked yeah. on it, so you yeah, might be no, biased, but um, it's okay. <laughs>
3: no, absolutely. I, I am biased, but I did enjoy the movie. I think it's a fun ride, and that's kind of what I wanted out of it yeah. anyway. Um, But yeah, it was really fun to work on, especially... It's it's a recognizable franchise. Absolutely,
1: so. yeah. And here's the thing, and this is something I always say on this podcast, you know, and it's actually one of the reasons why I do this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a quote-unquote critic, mm. but I really believe I'm a different kind of critic. Mm-hmm. I'm not the type of critic who just hates a movie for the sake of hating a movie or tries to nitpick everything wrong with it. Any movie, even the worst quote unquote movie that maybe you personally didn't enjoy, is a piece of art from start to finish. Hundreds of thousands of man hours went into it. It's incredible, you know, and I think we're lucky for that.
3: Well, you see it right now with all the the attention for the room and that's like regarded mm. as right. one of the worst right mo- like you know have you seen it? it yeah I've seen, the <laughs> original really saw, yeah saw, that's awesome i saw the room i haven't seen the disaster artist it's yet, amazing. but i did hear it was phenomenal but the yeah it's just incredible to see how this movie that was lauded as like one of the worst films of all time is now like this cult favorite and right. you People can quote it all the time. And... Yeah,
1: and then, yeah. I did not hear her. I did
2: not. Oh my god, not that <laughs> again, oh,
1: hi, Tony. Mark. Yeah. She had Yeni had <laughs> like, no what idea what I was doing whenever I would quote that. <laughs> and then I finally got to explain it to her. You know, hi, doggy. She was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but yeah, so the room's been out for years, and mm. I mean, it's terrible, but it's become an art form in itself yeah. Yeah. because it is entertaining. And Tommy Wiseau is he's so eccentric, he's kind of a genius. Right. And then yeah, the disaster artist with James Franco is actually fantastic. His performance is incredible. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so every movie is an art form. But you worked on uh, some TV shows as well, Lethal yeah. Weapon, the yes. new show, which is actually pretty good. Uh, it's kind on of my getting, list. I'm getting into that, actually. I enjoy that. But how did you get into that field?
3: Uh, I did go to school for fashion design. I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology in oh, New nice. York.
1: Ooh, that sounds um, fancy. Yeah.
3: It's, the, the school. it's a That's it's, awesome. It's really incredible school. It's a public school, so the tuition is very low, but it it uh, has a very low acceptance pool. So Compared to like the other school that's well known as Parsons in New York, it's where they shoot Project Runway. Um, mm-hmm. FIT has a harder selection process compared to them because um, because it's very accessible financially for a lot of people. But it was I did a two year program there. You can do a two or a four year, and my two year program, um, the way they set it up is you finish their program, you can get straight to working. You don't need the four years. Cool. The additional two years is really if you have a specialty. So if you want to go into intimate apparel or special occasion, so it's very like, oh, I know I want to like work for Mar Marquesa or a specific brand, you know, it's like, I, oh, I will do that. I decided to leave and just start working because I'd already been working on the side on student films and interning and things like that. So Um, that's how I started and then I also because I was volunteering on student film sets on the time the relationships I fostered ended up you know being very important because later on there were the people who ended up hiring me for projects in my career so uh, that was really really important what brought
1: you from New York over to Los Angeles
3: Uh, I'm born and raised from Queens so I figured if I'm going to try any industry anywhere I could always come back to New York so that's why I decided to move with my now husband was boyfriend at the time Uh, we both moved to Los Angeles to try our feet here and then you know we know that later down the line we can go back to New York and still work in film and you know me I can even put my feet in theater if I wanted to but you know that's what made me want it it's just a change of environment you know we've even talked about you know if the situation arises you know us going to atlanta if the project calls for it we're, we're pretty flexible so that's cool. awesome mm-hmm.
1: okay so cool. i know it's costume design mm-hmm. and again this is going to sound like a dumb question but no. so what is it you do like i'm actually mm-hmm. interested me in too. the subject sure. like what's what's your job what's, what's your, your role?
3: day-to-day you know so uh, you're the... not on the spot at all. oh yeah <laughs> just answer correctly <laughs> no 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 worries um, the, a costume designer and a production really is responsible for developing the look of the characters on the show. So, you know, um, Colleen Atwood, who's a very well-known costume Absolutely. designer, uh, she said um, uh, the co- a successful costume design is you understanding exactly who the character is without them having to open their mouth. So it's really understanding who the character is. So it's breaking down the script, which is where you start on every single project. And, you know, seeing the course of you know, their journey through this story. And then based on that, you're like, okay, who is this person? And then via conversations with the director and, you know, sometimes a screenwriter, if it's two different people, you can, you develop an idea and then you can develop inspiration and looks and, you know, for that. And then you work with the production designer to make sure that what you're going with is in line with what, they're doing for, wow. you know, the overall vision Such for the film. a team effort. Yeah, oh it gosh. really is. And um, I did intern on Broadway for a little bit, so in theater. And it's in very, New York? In New York. That's I, awesome. I worked really underneath a costume designer who, um, his name is Martin Pakladinas. He unfortunately passed away, but he... Costume design, a thoroughly modern Millie, anything goes, Kiss Me Kate, and he's won Tony Awards. But it was a very different experience working I on Broadway. I have awards. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was a bad joke. No, no. <laughs> I know
1: what the Tonys are. You know what's funny? I only really got to hit, really learn and appreciate what the Tonys were, which is unfortunate uh, because of Hamilton.
0: Right. You know, oh. that, that
1: year, the Tony Awards, I think, were like the most watched mm. of all time because Hamilton was so successful. And my wife and I, it's the first time I've ever watched the entire show. And it was mm. so fun. I actually oh, loved cool. it. And Not now, just for Hamilton. I'm sorry. No, no, no.
3: <laughs> and that was a great year because, um, I mean, it the Tonys that year happened right after the Pulse shooting in Orlando, so there was it was an incredibly powerful Tonys too that really like cemented the fact that theater is sanctuary for a lot of people. Right. So that I loved watching that year in particular because people were really being like, you know, like this is they needed that. Yeah, and so it that was. That was really great. I've
1: really grown my interest in Broadway since mm. then. You know, I've seen some, not a lot, but I really want to see more. I'm still dying to see Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I do the daily lottery every day, and I lose every day. I gave up. There's oh, a lottery the in month. Los Angeles to go see it because it's playing at Pantages. Two of our friends won it. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um,
3: <laughs> I could talk for hours about <laughs> Hamilton. So please. Oh, you please. love it too? Oh, oh my! Goodness.
1: I'm obsessed. I love it so much.
3: I love Lin Manuel Miranda. Like I, I started Incredible. following him because of uh, his first show, which was In the Heights, which is about... Which
1: won Tonys too, right? Yeah, yeah, it
3: swept the Tonys and uh, he often talks about like his feelings when he went to the Tonys for In the Heights versus Hamilton. And for Hamilton, he was like, oh, you know, like it's really great and it's, an of course, an honor to be considered in all these categories. But In the Heights, there was so much at stake right. that the mm-hmm. show would shut down if they didn't get any recognition at the Tonys enough. They swept a lot of stuff. But... Um, I love In the Heights because <laughs> I'm a Puerto Rican from Queens and the story is about like That's Puerto Rican, Seminicans, right. all these like Latinos in Washington Heights who are just trying to like survive and struggle and dealing with gentrification, all this other stuff. So, um, I, I, I love that show in particular. And of course I paid attention to him and then Hamilton came out and then, you know, just blew everyone yeah. away. That's one of the things yeah. I love.
2: I mean, I haven't been to New York Broadway, but mm-hmm. I used to watch a lot of theater in London. Mm-hmm. I love the theater. I've seen mm-hmm. Wicked, um, I adore Wicked, yeah, Wicked's great.
1: Yeah, I've seen <laughs> Wicked,
3: Book of, Mormon, <laughs> Book of Mormon, Lion King, we've first seen, all great, you know? all wonderful. Yeah.
2: And that, to me, uh, a good film. And I'll get into this a little bit later. A good film with amazing costume is similar to the the Broadway show that knocks you off your feet because it communicates so much. Mm when it's professionally done. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. All right, so reeling this back yeah. in a little bit. No, it's okay.
1: It's okay. So uh, one thing I, I'm really interested in is, did you get the chance to ever meet like someone like Colleen Atwood or work with any of your heroes on costume design?
3: Um, I did. Uh, Jeffrey Curlin, who is the costume designer on Ghostbusters, was one of my awesome. idols to work with. And um, I a friend of mine who... We would kind of trade off, like I would assist her, she would assist me, and we would do all sorts of different projects together. She called me, she's like, hey, we need help on Ghostbusters if you're free. We were like, because they were doing pre-production in Los Angeles and then moving all their offices to Boston, where they shot most of the film and then they did a pickup week or two in New York. Um, So they needed somebody to help with the transition of them moving to Boston. So they're like, we need somebody on the ground here for maybe a week or so, if you could help with that. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And when I realized Jeffrey was the costume designer, I was like, oh, "You were like Be absolutely, calm, <laughs> you know, don't fangirl." <laughs> um, because he also he um, he has a really long illustrious career. He uh, what's he worked on? I'm not familiar with his mainly, name. He uh, was mainly Woody Allen's costume designer, okay. mm. but so he so also many movies. S- he's done Ocean's Eleven. He's done Inception, which is the work oh. that made me fall oh, in love. That's And you know, he's yeah. like, what I you know. Movies like Ocean's Eleven and Inception, you know, you think menswear is just like oh, shirts, pants, you know, maybe suit jackets, and he really brings out a lot of character the style and voice. in Inception. The white is incredible it's, when yeah. I just
1: picture it now because that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and
3: it's like you know, um, all the different characters look so different from each other. Like they're right. not absolutely because you know, since they are like pieces in a puzzle, they have to have very identical. Speaks to their below.
1: personalities yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: absolutely. So. Um, and I got to work with him, and that was really great and um you know you never know who what they're like in person too and um
1: yeah what's that old saying you know be afraid to like meet your heroes or something like that (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) so the first day it was um my first day on Ghostbusters it was a day we were fitting Melissa McCarthy and so I got to meet her for very shortly is she as
1: wonderful as she seems in the films she
3: seemed she seemed very lovely with us Um, she's so
1: damn funny (laughs) so
3: funny I do love her work she's really great um but I didn't get to really interact with her because um I was a costume PA on that production so I was really um I was you know doing returns you know helping whatever they needed organizing and but at the end of my first day uh Jeffrey came over to me and Jillian who is my friend on the show and he goes, You girls are working too hard, and gave us like solo cups filled with wine. And he was just like, Your Girls can also take a break. And I was like, Okay. He sounds amazing. <laughs> and he was he was he was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And um, so that was very cool. And That's I awesome. and they ended up needing me more, so I ended up on the production for two months instead of That's just a awesome. week. That's so, so fun. Yeah. What
1: were some of the other projects you had like the most fun on that you've worked on? Um, or memorable ones?
3: Ooh, um, Memorable ones. I think every project is very memorable <laughs> in a specific way. You know? I know you
1: worked on some episodes of Agents of Shield.
3: Oh, so um, Agents of Shield, uh, Mar- Marvel's Agents of Shield. They had a uh, a spin-off web series that was in conjunction with the show. So That's right. I heard about it that. It was um, it was called Agents and Shield Double Agent, where um, our lead actor Joe Bear played uh, a like spy for Stan Lee, who is like trying to. Th- like steal spoilers for the episodes so an mm-hmm. episode would air and then an episode of double agent would air so like it helped people like keep them like excited about upcoming episodes Sounds fun. and every episode had a different guest star that was a main cast member or um, a main like crew member so we had like ann foley who's the costume designer she appeared on that so that was very cool because it was kind of like we got to shoot on, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sets. Yeah. And we got to meet, like, the cast, but it wasn't necessarily directly connected to the narrative. But Did you
1: get to meet Coulson? I did. Yeah. It's clock Yeah, <laughs> Clark, Greg. Yeah. I love, he, he, I love him.
3: On the first day, uh, the first episode we were shooting, he just happened to be, like, walking by and said, like, hey to Ming-Na, who, you know, who's on the show. And She's but, awesome, yeah. But he was just wearing, like, this long, like, like, metal tour T-shirt and, like, sweats <laughs> and Nike slides. And he was just like, yeah, what's up? And he was just, it was so silly, but... He's such
1: a funny guy who you know had such a small character. Do you even know who I'm talking about, Yenny?
3: I I, agent (laughs) Coulson.
1: Well he's just like the Agents of Shield agent who's in all the um, all the standalone films. And then kinda of gets brought together and he's the one that Loki stabs oh. that brings them all together in the Avengers okay. to avenge him. Got it. And then his character became so I'm going on a tangent on Colson, I but who I love he him. Is. His mm-hmm. character became so popular, then they did a whole spin off TV series. I yeah. think it's on like yeah. season five now.
2: Mm-hmm. I saw it coming out, I just haven't had a chance to see it. I've that caught a l I have caught
1: I did the whole first season, but then a lot of episodes here and there. Just but not because it's bad, it's great, it's just because there's so, so much, much stuff mm-hmm. to watch these mm-hmm. days.
3: Yeah, there really is. <laughs> <laughs> and and television right now I feel like television or mini movies now like everything the quality of everything has really upped yes, so incredible. much the, the bar is so high for a lot of shows in terms of effects or costuming or cast or well, story you game know? of I mean,
1: thrones i mean yeah. it's bigger and better than practically any box office film in the theater right? Mm-hmm. yeah you know absolutely
3: and every episode i think the last season was almost, it was like an hour and something minutes mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. it's like watching us god and
1: think of the costume design feature. on game
3: of thrones oh my that's, <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> epic that's michelle clapton who's done all. really and um I think if I remember correctly, April Ferry did like a portion of season five, but for the most part, it's been Michelle Clapton, and she's the one who's really like established the looks and really like you know just seen the the art. Well, hats off to
0: her. Yeah, yeah you so know what's incredible. great?
1: This is something I want Laura, you to be able to kind of bring these prominent names of costume design because yeah. they're the people in the background that not everyone knows so well. Yeah, but the work is incredible. They make I so mean, much it truly of it is.
3: happen. Yeah, and would it?
1: speaks to the whole atmosphere mm-hmm. and era of the film.
2: I mean, yeah. think about even just, like, your fave, Dunkirk. Yeah. The costumes in that film make everything so real. That was
3: Jeffrey Curlin. There really? you go.
1: At, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah,
3: and uh, his, and the entire team of Ghostbusters oh. was on that film. That's so, awesome. That's so, the guy you
1: worked with. Yeah, so... Oh, hats off to him. Yeah. <laughs> Major respect.
3: It's one <laughs> yeah. of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, Sarah O'Donnell, who is the assistant costume designer on Dunkirk, was my immediate supervisor on Ghostbusters. And it was just awesome. her and I in here in Los Angeles, like, swatching and sending over stuff. So we got to know each other. And so when she was like, oh, you know, I'm in France, this, is and that, I was like, Hannah <laughs> Dunkirk, you know? like, oh, my God. And she was like, yeah, no, it's great. It's, you know, so. That's incredible. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, if you fall in love with a director, so let's say Steven Spielberg, Tim Burton, you're usually falling in love with their team behind them, too. Right. So right. if you – If you love, um, let's say, like, Beetlejuice, you know, you're like, oh, my God, Beetlejuice, you probably love, like, his production designer, Bo Welch, or, like, (laughs) you know, Colleen Atwood is a a frequent collaborator with him, or, you know, Steven Spielberg's costume designers, Joanna Johnston, you know, it's just, you know, the same people usually end up carrying, like, even, um, like, Jeffrey Curlin did Inception, which was another Nolan film. Um, Has he ever
1: won an Oscar? Sounds like he deserves Jeffrey, to.
3: Yeah, I, 100%. I have I have to think. Maybe this I, he will be was nominated year. for inception for sure. Okay. And I have a f- I'm I I'm curious to see who the Oscar nominees are for costume right. design this year cuz there's a lot of very strong films so know. you know. Um but yeah, I I they directors usually yeah, they'll hire the same people cuz they're the people who understand them the most, can articulate what they're trying to say with, you know, sometimes, you know, with ease or whatever it may be and um, you know, the work is very tangible. You can see it on screen when everything works together. So And they become such well, a team. Mm-hmm. It's
1: just a total team effort. Yeah. Which again, I mean, we really take for granted and it's something I appreciate and realize more and more, just how much gets put into making a movie. Yeah. You know, it, I looked at this the other day when I was watching a movie and I just let the uh, end credits roll mm. because most people just walk out as mm. the end credits Those end credits go on for five minutes. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of names. It's mm-hmm. just, it is quite baffling. That's yep. why I have to respect any movie that gets made because it's incredible what goes into it.
3: Yeah, we it really is. We have to sit down. I never started doing that before I worked in film, but ever since I, always, my husband and I and our friends, we we always stay and watch the credits, even though we don't know the names. It's like out of respect, being yeah. like, that's cool, you know, just seeing like, you know, all the people that work. And I also like counting and figuring out, like, oh, how many people did it take to execute X, Y, and Z? Right. Let me see how many names I can count or whatever, you know, um, but yeah it's incredible what people can and that's what ultimately made me also want to stay in film versus be in theater you know you can't do a lord of the rings like epic battle scene with like thousands and thousands of people involved in a theater you know and so something of that magnitude and scale and like the idea of creating like such a fantastical like image on screen um That's what really is a draw for me and being able to be like, oh, I can see this from script and then see all the way through to its final inception. So,
2: That's awesome.
3: Yeah.
1: That's great, Laura. Well, do you want to tell us, uh, do you have anything you're working on right now? Any upcoming projects? Anything you can talk about? I'd love to hear about it. Yeah.
3: I'm currently costume designing a kids TV show with DreamWorks. Awesome. It's going to show on Universal Kids and it's titled Junk Drawer Magical Adventures. And it's...
1: What's the the title again?
3: Junk Drawer Magical Adventures. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, originally a YouTube series for DreamWorks TV, which is their YouTube channel. And it's about um, basically doing magic tricks out of your junk drawer. Like what's... Oh, got so it. a ketchup packet, a straw, a junk like drawer. that. <laughs> yeah, junk drawer. drawer. Yeah. Got it, drawer. Yeah. And so now they um, they pitch that show, but now in a narrative format. So those magic tricks are, in, are within a context of a bigger story. That's cool. So it, there's 10 episodes and we follow... Akira and Walker who are our lead actors in the show and it's been really fun because in the YouTube show they only really wore t-shirts and um, the director of the show is a very close friend of mine and he was like I don't know we
1: just who's the director
3: his name's Shane Spiegel and he is um, he's director and producer over at DreamWorks TV he does a lot of work with them that's great Um, and he he was saying, yeah, I mean, we just put that there. But, you know, I'd like to play with it when we actually do this, like, television show. And so I did this really big lookbook where I, like, did magic print skirts for kid. What's a lookbook? So a lookbook is what a lot of costume designers might use boards or they'll do a digital presentation. So they'll be like, okay, so let's say, oh, what? who's a well-known character? Like Jack Sparrow from... Pirates of the Caribbean, be like, okay, this is a picture of Johnny Depp, and then I'm going to put things that inspire me oh, or his cool. ultimate mm. look. So let's say, like, Keith Richards, and like, his vibe inspires, like a little rock and roll, you know, that's and right. then you have historical research, and then you'll, like, put your own, like, maybe a color palette that inspires. So do something like that for all the characters in wow. the show.
1: Yeah, the creative process is awesome.
2: Yeah, So much
3: goes into it. And yeah, somehow. and so it's, it's really fun. You can, like you can really push in with kids television. You want things to be kind of bright and colorful. So, you know, it really attracts their attention. So it's been really fun to be like, Oh, I want to do a print that has like rabbits coming out of a hat with, you know, just magician wands. And they're like, yeah, this is great. This is perfect. (laughs) So, um, it's been really fun to costume design that show.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
3: And you have a lot of quirky like characters that come, you know, we have a character who like is a waiter and then tears off his costume and it's a different thing, you know? So, that's been really fun and enjoying
1: that's going to come out this year or um
3: i'm not sure how um i yeah i think their delivery date is sometime in march so i think it'll be coming around the corner so by the end of spring we should be seeing it which is great which is great you know sometimes you have a very long turnaround time depending on the project i worked on a movie two years ago and it's still you know it's just being entered into film festivals now so which film is that um, it's titled Sunset on the River Styx, and it's a, a... Cool name. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's a romantic movie that is also a drama, but also has like horror in it that has vampire elements. Wow. It's very... has uh, a mashup. Wow. It's very... Anyone
1: in it we know, or is it kind of an indie? Or? It,
3: yeah, it's an indie production. We shot in uh, Newport Ritchie, Uh, and tampa and florida for about a month and it was yeah entirely like an indie production where we you know use a lot of local resources it was gritty like embracing the gritty aesthetic and really the sweltering like heat and humidity of florida and that all kind of played into the aesthetic of it it's it definitely is a character of its own within the movie um but um, I wish I had a better like, log line for no, it. It's, yeah. just, it's such a... Compl- it it very...
1: Actually, your log line was pretty no, good. It, was pretty, pretty <laughs> <laughs> it sounded intriguing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You worked on um, another horror film that I, I've seen, uh, VHS or... Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah so... Um... It's just
1: surprisingly spooky. I'm not a big horror guy, but I caught that... Monday on streaming or something, and it's better, it was better than I thought.
3: Yeah, they uh, I think VHS, VHS2, and VHS3, which was what they I worked on. They made three of them, they made three of them, <laughs> and they all um, is this about varied... VHSes? so the overarching story is that there is like, especially in the first two films, a group of teenagers go into an abandoned house and they start playing VHS's. Okay. And so, what it is, it's like short stories within a bigger frame. Okay, so there's a crew. Per short in other words so i worked on one of the shorts within vhs uh, three and the theme of that one was like viral videos so mine was about like these kids skateboarders that were trying to like be well known with their tricks they end up going to tijuana to you know they're like oh they have some sweet do. area <laughs> they're like some sweet areas to do like these like skateboard tricks and they come across like a death cult Right. And then they fight skeletons. Things go this crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, be, it gets crazy. So um, that was directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, who I've been lucky enough to collaborate on a couple of other projects. Um, they did a movie that did very, very well called Spring, which was um, a horror, also romance and drama, like genre bender. Hmm. Um, but So if you haven't seen that one, you should see I'll have that. i to check because, that one out. Spring? Yeah, yeah Spring. Um, but and they just did another one that is doing very well in the festival they they do very well in the hor- in in horror but not in a in a slasher sense it's they play with a lot of themes sounds like and, they
1: do a bit more mm, to it they add more creativity which is mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. that's actually what i like i don't like your traditional slasher but mm-hmm. you know like get out was, was phenomenal such a unique film yeah. I mean it was very creepy cruelly kind of in the horror genre but a bit more than that so
3: yeah yeah and it definitely had a like a political Absolutely. you know statement to say and I think you know that was so phenomenal about it but um those are my favorite types of horror movies too where there's something else to it and I, right. I I've ended up working on a few different horror projects I worked on another feature film titled are we not cats which was directed by Xander Robin which was a horror film but it dealt with Um, a disorder where people eat their own hair so like pluck it and eat it Mm -hmm. and so um it's a great title (laughs) yeah and so uh his work in general like he's done several short films have dealt with body horror being like an an analogy for anxiety and just like our inner feelings not being able to communicate with them like that so this was just a feature kind of really addressing that mixed with like soul music and funk music wow. and really fun like is that out are we not cast it was. it did in the festival circuit he said he had mentioned to me that they might be doing a like a small distribution but so it's I not have...
1: released yet
3: Mm-mm. only it was only in the festival circuit so that's
1: cool yeah what's your favorite genre by the way like for movies oh if you had to pick one
3: Ooh. or two <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i i think it's oh <laughs> I, I, I. Definitely, it's a hard question. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm science fiction? I mean, yeah. that would be my overriding favorite yeah. thing. I
3: think I like uh, I like hybrids, but I'm definitely leaning towards more fantasy sci-fi right. okay. personally. And what's if, yours, Jenny? Thrillers. Yeah, there you go. See, no hesitation. Yeah, yeah that's great. No, that's okay. I, <laughs> I think for me, it's it's like if I had to say like my top five movies or whatever, it'd be probably within those realms and i also a hundred percent really love animated films yeah, absolutely. Though, so oh, I, yeah. i'd put that probably as one of my favorite genres
1: especially in the last decade or so they've yeah. just stepped up their game so much yeah, animated between technology films, yeah. and
3: just
2: like the art that's in them it's just really incredible fantasy would also be my right yeah, up yeah. With
3: <laughs> but it's kind of honestly. like sci-fi yeah. slash
1: fantasy yeah all right cool and where can people find you laura
3: um, they can find me on, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Okay. Um, my username is LaCrisort, which is just my name kind of chopped up. Is Laura okay. Christine Ortiz. So um, it's L-A-C-R-I-S-O-R-T. Um, that's also my website. So it's usually my handle if they want to find me. com. Yeah,
1: exactly. Your website's great. It's got yeah. some really cool stuff up there. <laughs> Thank
3: you. Yeah, I, I've been very lucky and... Um This spring will be five years since I've moved out here and I've had... I've been very lucky to work on a lot of really great projects. Right. I'm sure she's, it's
2: also working very hard. Yeah, Not, but yeah. she's yeah. living the yeah. Hollywood hard. dream does come true, yes. guys. Yeah. No, well, good job. Really, really well done. This is a... Uh, cutthroat business I have a lot of friends who are actors and in different parts yeah. of the business and you're doing great so
3: yeah I think um and I, you're so bubbly and happy uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful yeah well I I feel like you know if, if you're in control of your own happiness so if you're not doing something you don't like you know you know you can change that and that's so, the most important thing yeah, yeah. so um I'm I'm very happy, even in, like, the most difficult, demanding projects, I can still go home and say, like, I still choose this over everything else. That's awesome. So, yeah.
1: All right, good. Well, look, I think now is the time we should go into, like, a deep dive. Okay. Um What I'd like to do is, so usually on the show, we pick, like, a theme Laura. Mm-hmm. And, uh, usually like Miss Money Annie and I will bring like our own lists of whatever topic and we just kind of banter back and forth, sure. you know, so, you know, we do like, you know, action movies or comedies. We, it can be totally random or mm-hmm. you see sometimes we go batshit crazy, like with my wife and I, and we mm-hmm. just go at each other's throats talking about Star Wars for two hours.
2: <laughs> that was like three hours. <laughs>
1: no, two and a half. Well, actually, we edited some out. But, um, but, you know, obviously this, um, episode's kind of inspired by your profession. Mm-hmm, costume. Costumed Design. And it's also such a fascinating subject because when I looked at it, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think costume design gets the credit it really deserves. Oh, no,
3: thank you. Say it, it for the people in the
1: back. I really, <laughs> I really don't, though. because I agree with you. See, when I checked out your site and then I started thinking about it, and I, I'm not even saying this just for you. Now when I watch movies, I actually, as I said, I start reading the credit rolls and, you know, looking at all the people that work on that, And I started thinking about the sets and the costume and different mm. things like that. Mm. Uh, costume design is such an art form. And it, I mean, it really does set up the, the era of a film and the oh, yeah. atmosphere of the film. Yeah. Um, that now,
2: and the score, to me, are right. two of the highest communicating uh important points in a film right well then
1: the acting and the story of course course,
2: but you know what i mean like without that being good it can take away so much yeah so Mm -hmm.
1: much i mean there are many component parts but i thought it'd be fun we'll kind of just go over obviously this isn't all of them but i'll just kind of go go over uh films with costume design that i really thought of that i I appreciate the most and you know i'll i'll Talk about one and you can come in any We're going to love your perspective on sure. it. Uh, and then if you think of any... Mm. the floor is Drumming. yours you're the guest so oh. you could absolutely bring it up and Yeni will kind of share hers does that sound fun
3: yeah that sounds great you know so again I mean
1: it. this is just going to be the ones that I and I didn't just go for award winners by the way Neither did um I. coincidentally Neither did a lot of them are Yes. and I did a little bit of research just because I got fascinated that's why I know who Colleen Atwood was because mm. I noticed that a lot of these films have the same person mm-hmm. you know and they, these people are like heroes they've won multiple awards have been nominated like a dozen times and but you don't know them prominently
2: which i wanted to say i'm the person by the way that mm. when i screen the oscars i actually watch for the costume designers and those and the people uh, that win and i and i'm actually fascinated by their speeches yeah. uh, so i don't fast forward that part. Like yeah. that, that <laughs> rock and
1: roll chick who won the best oscar for a yes. costume design for mad max that's right fury road
3: i, I believe that's jenny egan
1: who i mean that. she just looks like such a character oh. But what was yeah. funny about that was I remember watching that. By the way, that was one of my favorite films, so one of the best movie. action movies of all oh, time. Yeah. But the costume is incredible. So good, it really is.
3: And seeing them, in... I actually missed that one. No, I just thought of that. Oh one. yeah, no, it's a that film. Seeing the costumes and it's also really interesting because I'm obsessed with seeing them in person too. Because then you can see what translates and what doesn't translate on camera, and those costumes are just even more phenomenal in person. So That's I awesome.
1: I love Mad
3: Max. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: Well, look, I'm gonna talk about one I think you already mentioned, which mm-hmm. uh, this is these are actually my favorite films of all time, which sure. is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite yep. movies of mm. all time. Everything from the Orcs to the the Elves everything.
0: to mm-hmm.
1: to the costume for um, you know, uh Bilbo and Frodo and mm. you know the, the little hobbits and you know, I mean everything. It's Aragorn, you know, the the elves' costumes, I mean, it, it's so intricate and beautiful. Um, I've seen those films. I've seen the you know extended five hour editions of those mm-hmm. films like twenty five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the costumes in those, I thought, were absolutely beautiful. And that's uh Nigilla Dixon and Richard Taylor.
3: So Richard Taylor is the head of Weta Workshop, which is the the Weather. company Weather. that yeah, yeah they they created. Um, they did all the makeup, the props, the concept art. They're the big powerhouse. Company that provides all of those elements. They got huge uh, with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, with Lord of the Rings, and then they also they've also worked on films like Avatar. They worked on the Ghost in the Shell movie. They've worked on obviously the Hobbit films. And Richard Taylor is very much like the like the top of the food chain in that company, if I remember correctly. And so he collaborated with um, those costume designers on the film, and you know they carried on throughout all of them. And I love that. Lord, of, there's been no film trilogy quite like Lord of the Rings that no. they could not give the Oscar to Lord of the Rings for the two years that it went up because they're like, they're just going to sweep all the everything. awards. Right. Because when Return of the King was up, they just took everything. That's what every happened. Every single one of Yeah, because they're like, as far as we're concerned, we're going to give you all these awards <laughs> because of all the movies beforehand yeah. because we want to give other films a chance. <laughs> That's right. And it was so, so deserved. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean...
2: Bringing that from the Tolkien vision, and I'm very passionate about this. This was my mother's favorite books, mm-hmm. my favorite books as a child. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, when this was coming to screen, every film I saw them like three times each in the movie theater. And seeing that actually translate into more even than I envisioned in my own mind mm-hmm. was just spectacular. Yeah, and you think
1: of it, you know, again, we won't kind of spend too long on each one, but because yeah. I really want to go through yeah. a lot of them. But uh again, my respect has been raised so much because if you think of those films with shoddy costumes,
2: mm. yeah, it wouldn't
1: be the same. And
2: I watched some of the, um, a lot of the actually extras and the fact that, a lot of those hobbits would sit in makeup and costume for three and a half hours before going to set in the morning they'd get there at 6 a.m and then Mm -hmm. be on set by like nine and Mm -hmm. you
1: feel like you're in that world i mean that's why it's you know again it's a huge team effort everything else is a a vital factor but i love that we're putting a spotlight on costume design
3: yeah there there was this great article that came out that like a simple t-shirt on a like let's say on a TV show, like, let's say Lethal Weapon, like the minute you'll see uh, Claim Crawford, who um, played Riggs in the show, he wore a lot of these, uh, like, denim, like, roughed up shirts, and it's like, you see that shirt, you think it's like, oh, just a regular shirt, it's like, that shirt went through, like, ten people before the minute it goes on camera, it goes through, like, stonewash, you know, to get distressed, so it gives, you know, it gives that ruggedness that reflects his character, you know, that was a costume designer, Genevieve Terrell, who did that. I've heard of her. Yeah, Yeah. she did um, uh, Swingers. She's done um, the Veronica Mars movie, uh, Freaky Friday. She's done, uh, she has quite a repertoire of movies. And So, you know, for Lord of the Rings, you know, never mind like them finding the fabric, them having to age and distress that fabric. And then they have multiple versions of those costumes. Then they have doubles because they have body doubles. You know, I mean, they had a warehouse for all their costumes. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what else that made me think of? Again, another tangent. Mm -hmm. This is how we roll on Tony the movie. (laughs) Uh, And you may not agree, but this is kind of an example of how they... You can screw it up and how you can do it That's great. Totally in Batman via yeah. Superman, um, I don't know your take on that movie. Mm-hmm. We won't go on a roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could not stand Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Now, I'm covered in Banksy tattoos. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Banksy fan. Mm-hmm. And you see, when you first see uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, he's like this hipster eating Jolly Ranchers with a Banksy t-shirt. And it was so wrong for me. And just that little detail, it was such a misrepresentation. When you were talking, it made me think of that. Because in in one of the Iron Man movies, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark's character, has a Banksy t-shirt. And it totally fits fits. for his kind of cool, suave Mm. billionaire. So you're right. Even just the simplest Mm -hmm. piece of clothing done in the wrong place can really mess up a movie. Or, done right, can make the whole difference it, it's such an interesting thing
2: yeah or the realism aspect um even if it really bothers me if, if i see in a film somebody like it looks like it is a costume because it's brand new looking like they've mm-hmm. never worn it but yet they were just rolling in the mud oh, or bugs something me so and much it, it throws you out of the film yeah. mm-hmm. and that like that's why i know your job is so important because if you don't yeah. do it right then you're not in the film yeah, yeah, so, he you're was not sending you a
1: lot of love to
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Miss
1: Money Annie, what do you got?
2: You may. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I took the first thing that, f- like, literally, when he said the word costume design, mm-hmm. a movie flew into my head, which is Titanic.
3: Oh, yes.
2: Because when I saw that film, um, and now take out.
1: You know, it won costume design, yes. right? it, it That's won a lot. Deborah towards... Lynn Scott.
2: Mm-hmm. So but but it was so vivid in my mind i saw that film 3 times in the theater mm. mainly the music and the again music costume to yeah. me that world was you know there's a there's a love story and all of that but actually about that film i love what they did in creating that time period um, the costumes, every little detail from the type of forks they were using, everything. It's so well done, yeah. Everything, every costume. I thought it was spectacular.
3: Titanic is, um, the costume designs are you know, really, really fantastic in that film. It is really interesting because um, it suffers something that Cleopatra, the Elizabeth, um oh, Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor. movie, um, suffered from. And it's, you can tell the period it was made on because some of the makeup and hair choices for Kate Winslet. Right. There was a very specific brown-red shade that was used during the 90s that she uses a lot during the film. Oh, really? It's very, so well, you really noticed that. So, And the same way that, like, the Cleopatra film that she was in, all her makeup was very 1960s. Interesting. And so those are, like, small things that, just like from an anthropological I never like, point, known. <laughs> point of view, just being like, oh, you know, it's really interesting that unconsciously, you know, maybe we slip in, you sure. know, things from our modern era into, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, Kate Winslet's character was also a modern woman in her time, right? Sure. She's yeah. not, she's not like being tied to this, you know, engagement that she's being forced, you know, she's she's following her heart. And that yeah. was considered very modern for a woman in her you know in in her her standing so i think maybe in a way maybe it was a character you know maybe it was a design choice to make it more modern in this subtle way so you never know but um you know
1: well i'll admit and look i'm just gonna be Mm -hmm. totally honest about it like titanic's a fantastic movie Mm -hmm. for me um there are other movies on this list where the costume design is so prevalent in titanic sure it's a key part but it's not something and it's funny because obviously right obviously for, me, right. Obviously for you Yanni yeah. it's something that's front and center
2: the hat the dresses
1: but that means <laughs> obviously it was done right because it yeah. kind of just blended in perfectly yes, perfect. Um perfect but there are other ones for me that it's just such an uh, Crucial, integral part that we'll go into, but mm-hmm. but we'll move on. You'll see how much of a geek I am. So next, I'm going to do Star Wars. Obviously yeah, it it's on my list. It's, of it's all the top of them. Today. That's a uh, John Mollo.
3: John Mollo did original trilogy. Trisha Bigard did prequels, and then you have let's um, Mike- talk about the
1: prequels. <laughs> actually, Revenge of the Sith is good. Yeah, and <laughs> Sorry, then, uh, <laughs> no, it's fine.
3: And then Michael Kaplan's doing all the movies now. Uh, Trisha Begar doing Phantom Menace. That was the Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. You know, I saw the originals like on VHS or. Me tape. too. That was um, my first one in the theater um, as well. That's what made me want to do costume design. Was the Phantom, Phantom Menace and yeah. uh, Sleepy Hollow, which was Tim Burton's movie. Mm. Well,
1: actually, Queen Amidala. That costume design is Incredible. pretty impressive.
3: Yeah. And yeah. Um,
1: did you know that's Kira Knightley? <laughs> Yeah, As her imposter. Keira Knightley's in Phantom Menace. Almost Mm -hmm. nobody knows that's her because the makeup is so good. Mm -hmm. And she's the, what do you call the decoy for Natalie Portman's character, Mm -hmm. Queen Amidala. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fun fact. Yeah, (laughs) no,
3: no, absolutely. Um, But obviously, I think Star Wars is such... Oh, my God. It's such a Keystone franchise. Han
1: Solo. That costume is just Mm. iconic. Yeah. If you put him in something else, he's not Han Solo. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Princess Leia's.
1: Yeah, Princess Leia. I mean, Mm -hmm. the buns, you know, um, as my wife says, not the butt buns, the hair buns. (laughs) Um, But it's so iconic. Or even something that I always uh, point out, because a lot of people talk about uh, uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, and Mm -hmm. how much of a wimp he is in the beginning. And well, yeah, he is. He's kind of a a teenager. He doesn't really know what he's doing. And he really Mm -hmm. grows onto his own. If you look at his costume design in the, you know, first movie, New Hope, to you know, Return of the Jedi when he's like a cool, calm, collected Jedi and he's in mm-hmm. all black it mm-hmm. really shows his transition. Mm-hmm. And those are things I note. So, I mean, I, I just think the cost, I mean, even Jabba the Hutt and, you know, Boba Fett and they're, they're iconic. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things that are just so iconic with that costume design.
3: With sci-fi and fantasy films, they have a particular responsibility that I think is really fun, but also can be very demanding, which is since they're set in another universe or time or place, right. you're really kind of establishing, you're creating the social order of that world. Right. Exactly. So you can, you know. You the have people, free reign in a Yeah, way. yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you know, I'm going to create this look for the for the highest people in society. And this is Mm going to be what like the poor or impoverished are going to look like. Or, you know, this area deals with these elements. So I'm going to think about this, you know, like the people who are on Tatooine look very different from the people who are on Naboo. You know, so um, the. So I think doing sci-fi and fantasy like, gives you such a diverse breadth oh, yeah. of where you can go. You can go, go crazy with it. Yeah, and obviously Star Wars has you see so many different worlds, and you see the character all, characters also transition. Like for instance, when they're on Hoth, you know they have their specific. I looks love when this, on Hoth. Laura. You're a nerd yeah. too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome. <It is. laughs> By um, the way,
1: have you seen the new ones? Yes, both of them. Yes. Okay, cool. Um
3: So you know, I think what's really interesting is, yeah, you have this like far away place, but you can still feel very grounded because, you know, oh, you know, it's not like they're having foofy dresses and in the snow while riding, you know, tauntauns. They're wearing gear because they're like, you know, they're rebels. They're, you know, they're trying, you know, so it's very like guerrilla military, like kind of inspired wear that is really supposed to be durable. So um, I think it's yeah. Oh my you know God. what's, what's
1: interesting <laughs> to me is the costume design on the original trilogy is so iconic. When I think of the prequels, not so much apart from you're right. The Phantom Menace actually there is, mm-hmm. especially with Amidala and those costumes were quite outstanding. Um, mm-hmm. When I look at the new movies, which by the way, I'm actually a fan of mm-hmm. um, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. The, the costume design isn't so iconic to me, maybe other than Rey and Kylo Ren. And that really bugged me, little, little tiny spoiler for The Last Jedi. That mask for mm. Kylo Ren is so cool, and he breaks it and gets rid of it. <laughs> yeah. My wife, for Halloween, went as Kylo Ren. I said, why not go as Rey? She's like, no, I love Kylo, so yeah. she dressed up as Kylo no, Ren. No, that's great. But that bugged me, because I thought that was quite I- iconic, and mm-hmm. then they got rid of it. But um, the other characters, the costume doesn't really... Actually, Snoke, was that was pretty good and the red gods the I imperial th- gods the costume is incredible oh I love the imperial yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, in, the, in cool. the chamber with their weapon yeah. incredible the throne room. yeah I think that it's hard to also see what will be iconic until time passes that's true so yeah because um you know like we can reflect back on star wars and be like oh you know like we think of these you, like we can think about yeah exactly yeah. when they first came out people were like I have no idea what to make of this that's a very good point, um, and you know uh yeah, for sure, like Ray and Kylo, but I love like Finn's jacket too. Like Finn slash Poe Dameron's totally. jacket. That's my jacket. Yeah. Keep it. What's good in you? Yeah. Um, so, and I think it's it's really cool to also see the transition of story. Like, you know, like we have a female Jedi, and we also have a um, a resistance member who's also Asian American and you know female, and so. It's also very cool in seeing the power of costumes design because now we're making movies for a new generation. So films like Ghostbusters, films like the new Star Wars movies, you have a different audience coming to see them that now can be like, wow, look at what I can be. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really powerful too. It's, yeah. You know.
1: Well, I have a confession to make because I didn't really know how mm. passionate and how much I would get into costume design with you, but now I'm noticing after like the third movie, we're gonna be here all night. Yeah. So I'm happy and sad because I know I love it, and yeah. actually, you're genuinely bringing. I really look at it, and uh, it's bringing up my appreciation and love. I'll reduce um, my list. It's well, okay. Well, no, 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 no. We're not gonna do that. It's okay, but you know, we'll just. You know what? It's my podcast. We can do whatever we want. Do whatever so we what want. Have you yeah. got. I right, love so it. By the way, I'm
2: throwing next in Harry Potter. Oh my so god! So that's
1: all the Harry Potter. So films, I'm going. Right? Yeah,
2: all the Harry Potter films. Oh and again, this do you is know where...
1: that's Colleen Atwood?
2: Yeah. Oh, it is.
1: Yeah, it's Colleen Atwood. I I, I have a cheat sheet. So, and she also <laughs> oh, did. She, did um, she also did Fantastic Beasts and Where did, to Find Them.
3: She did Fantastic Beasts. I believe for the first movie, it was. Um, oh my God, her name. I was, might be
1: wrong. I have Colleen Atwood written down. Her, her. Her.
3: Maybe it was for it, the later films. Yeah. Her the first costume designer who kind of established the role, the robes, the uniforms was um, the same costume designer who did the first Hunger Games and then Pleasantville. Her name is escaping my pet name. I, I think i, think I actually have Jacqueline, oh i didn't write down the um but um, the costume designer but she established the first uniforms and then they brought in and i believe there is another designer who's come in but i think Colleen only worked on the new movie so okay. the fantastic beast right, be uh, as to the uniforms i respect it so much i mm-hmm. was
2: a british uniform yeah. girl <laughs> in school with my little skirt yeah. and so again i read all the books huge fan of the books read them many times so when yeah. it came to film it was very important to me is this going to measure up to my imagination and it Far exceeded my imagination, um. uh, with just the, the not just the uniforms, but everything from the beautiful blue dresses that the girls from Boo, um, no. Beauty uh, Button. Oh yes, my God! The, please, the, please
3: I'm, the, I'm sorry, I'm like butchering. Flubellaco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes, I exactly. do I know was, that. No, I, the, I'm a total the boys, potophile. <laughs> the
2: the the, the st- I want to say Durm, stick boys. The Durm- <laughs> Doesn't sound Durm- good Oh my God! Exactly. I,
3: I gotta rebrand everything. On my
1: the knees. Weasleys.
2: No, because um, when the uh, when the when the blue ladies come in. <laughs> then there's those men with the sticks that come mm-hmm. in and they're like the Ru- are they Russian Polish or something? Oh, you're and...
1: talking about the they're guys just... who play Quidditch and the guys the yes. the main mm-hmm. I've yeah. forgotten his name, but it's yeah, it's
3: for the uh, Triwizard. Tournament. Yeah, Correct. The, the
1: costumes are very nuanced in so Harry Potter, good. but they work wonderfully, so
3: incredible, so good.
2: And again, it creates that universe, which is what you were talking about. Yeah. It was so so spectacular. And I think there's
3: me. a like, what Harry Potter is a great example of. Like, you have uniforms, right? And so it's the same outfit for a lot of different characters but there's so many different personalities exactly. and how they decide to style those outfits and show how those outfits change yes. is really a great thing of being like oh these little things is what makes like Ron Ron like it's always messy with and Ron messy. right he's always <laughs> scruffy <Yeah. laughs> he's got like food on him and
2: yeah, yeah. Totally. you know
3: Hermione is very proper so prim and proper exactly yeah. so you know. true um, Harry is trying to figure himself out exactly. so you know he has some good stuff because or he was Snape. given money but oh, he always so his
1: costume is always so sinister or Dumbledore is always like like light and powerful like a like a
2: proper like wizard yeah Yeah. and And a lot of like a proper wizard like we see them every
1: day
3: (laughs) 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 um we I uh there's such rich textiles in Harry Potter yes. like even in the production design of like the dorms and in the the common rooms and you know you had there's so much information in every frame in that movie the same way like Lord of the Rings you know yes. there's so much information that it's not overwhelming in the sense of like oh I can't handle this it's like totally envelops you as yeah. a viewer and they yeah. and you know very very detailed and um you know, I love that, that I think Stuart Craig was the production designer. And so, you know, every, like what he, you know, a production designer usually establishes the look of the movie and then the costume designer kind of collaborates with the production designer. So, you know, the color palette that he says is what, you know, the costume designer is like, okay, let me see what I can do to bounce or, you know, um, highlight that or, you know, contrast that or whatever it is. That's awesome. And- oh god Harry Potter I love those movies so, so much I just rewatched all yeah. of them Yeah, at Christmas <laughs> <laughs> they're on
1: HBO I yeah. think they must be produced by Warner Brothers because I remember Danny and I yeah. my wife we did the VIP tour and they had a whole yeah. museum of all the costumes and different sets of Harry Potter which was fascinating was I loved it was that
3: here or in uh, that was here
1: in Los Angeles yeah. yeah they have
3: they have a small series tour here and actually in and the in, big in one UK in England, they have the big yeah. one that's right, my we've bucket heard list about it, yeah Yeah. where they have, they have so much my well, we're going
1: and May and that's one of the places Yenny wants to go to. We're going for one of our close friends' <laughs> wedding. and Oh my yeah.
2: goodness. I'd love to see that. All yeah. right, well, we'll move on yes. from uh,
1: Harry Potter. But yeah, that's, that's a perfect Definitely example. Definitely one
2: of my top Great. favorites costumes. So yeah. I think
1: my next choice you'll agree with, um, I mean, the film was phenomenal. I think mm-hmm. this film epitomizes, for me, costume design because um, the, the costume... Itself was a sensation and kind of a phenomenon in its own right, which Mm. is the Matrix. If you think about that now, when I look at it, I'm like, "Oh my god, those sunglasses and the leather look Mm -hmm. so cheesy." But at the time, it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. Do you remember that? Like those thin, cool, like Oakley sunglasses, and everyone in black leather Mm -hmm. and shiny leather, and Trinity and Neo and Mm -hmm. Morpheus. It it was. Mm -hmm. It was like. Everyone was wearing those sunglasses. A lot of people were, like, wearing all black. I mean, it set the mood and also reality versus being in the Matrix Mm -hmm. to me so well. So uh, I actually don't know who the costume designer is for the Matrix. Yeah,
3: unfortunately, I don't know either. I don't
1: um, even think it won awards for it, and it should have. But it was so iconic for its time quite outdated now but sure. very much of its time i
3: think yeah and i mean if you mention the matrix people will think immediately Instantly. of black trench coat black mm-hmm. sunglasses right. Like very iconic you know they'll think of the scene of him going backwards very slowly yes. you know finding, <laughs> that's right yeah but definitely and i think that that was great too in terms of the way that they decided to do like a post-apocalyptic world when they're in reality you know and you see how they're very like in like Scruffy. cut off t-shirts yeah. and just like they're they comfy. barely have clothes yeah, yeah exactly very limited costume and very limited color palette too you know both in you know the fantasy world where it's a lot of like dark and severe yeah. like a lot of uh severity to the looks and um and then even in reality it's a very muted color palette yeah so.
1: and actually in the uh sequels uh revolutions and you know reloaded mm-hmm. which isn't aren't great films in their own right but the costume design is incredible yeah. Yeah. those two twin characters mm-hmm. in the white costumes are incredible mm-hmm. anyway uh, that's the Matrix so yeah. what else you got there? Yeah.
2: alright so um, now this was a film that I didn't actually like I don't love the film but as to costume designs, The Great Gatsby
1: that's the next one on my mm-hmm. list um, because that's it... what I remember the costume mm-hmm. the setting in
2: representing the 1920s and I, I, I love the, the, the that's 1920s
1: Fitzgerald the book oh yeah, the Great Gatsby. Yeah, I haven't
2: read it. <laughs> you haven't read that book. Oh, it's a classic. No worries. Um, I loved the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the costumes, the the film itself kind of made me sad. Um, mm-hmm. but oh, it's Baz
1: Luhrmann, he kind of goes wacky. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but I loved. Um, I mean, it was grandeur and uh, lots of colors and everything. I'm I'm that's curious bad, to see what man? your take is on it.
3: Yeah, that's Catherine Martin, who's his wife, and who also ah. production designs his films. Interesting. So the, she's the only one I know who does that. She production and costume designs his projects. So oh, she wow. also did Moulin Rouge.
1: Which was the next one, the on, next my one on my list. next one on my list, too. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. um, The costume design on that is phenomenal. Really good. And
3: Great Gatsby had a really interesting relationship because um, there's fashion design and costume design are very close but they're more like cousin not sisters okay so um you know prada had a strong relationship where they provided a lot of the dresses that daisy buchanan wore in the movie so that was um what's her name carrie mulligan yeah
1: carrie mulligan yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah carrie mulligan was wearing in the film and some of the other characters and then they also like built some pieces too but they really and You know, this is a conversation within costume design in general, but if you're doing a 1920s film, do you strictly adhere to what was, um, uh, how do you say, it's like research proof, right? What's exactly of the time period? Or, you know, you do what's something that's really right for the story too. Authentic. Yeah, yeah, so you want like Daisy Buchanan... Even though it's 1920s, they wanted to give her a little bit of glitz and modernity, right? You know, which I so love. so they so I think that was really interesting how they decided to do that kind of collaboration. Um, but Yeah, I think that is a eye candy movie, a hundred percent. So eye candy. Like, what well, I remember
1: yeah. the most is I just love all the suits that yeah. Leo Leonardo Ugh, DiCaprio yeah. wears. About five or six different suits, and mm-hmm. that cream one, and the, you know with the top hat thing.
3: So or, impeccable. Yeah, yeah. Really I just remember costume. this
2: one uh, scene. It's it's the great party where he's mm-hmm. hoping she'll she'll be there or mm-hmm. something, and. Mm-hmm. This this scene, this montage of people dancing and the costumes and everything was just yeah. amazing.
3: Yeah, I would love to be on on that set and just to see like that be so fun. Just to see like <laughs> it, emotion and also because I'm very like on big movies on like that. I'm it's like having an army on those days when you have that many background. I think um, for the Hunger Games, the second Hunger Games, which was costume. Bo- Costume designed by Tris Somerville. She said that just for background, because of the people in the Capitol, she had something like a hundred background fittings a day wow. for like a month, something well, crazy.
1: The first Hunger Games, which by the way, I mean, I didn't like the all the movies, but the first book I loved. I remember I read it in like two days. Mm-hmm. I know I'm kind of stealing this one but we've uh, mentioned Hunger Games. No, a few I, times. I have
2: it on my list. Yeah, too. and so
1: do I. The first film, I mean, the costume design is very memorable. Well, really because also a key plot point is the fiery dress correct mm-hmm. which i was actually really impressed how they brought that to life mm-hmm. and then uh, what's elizabeth banks character
3: uh effie effie trinket, mm-hmm.
1: trinket. Mm-hmm. and she has the most eccentric bizarre mm-hmm. outfits and they They do them so well. so also her costume designer,
2: what's his name? I don't know his character. Oh, Stanley Tucci. Uh, Oh, no, Lenny um, Kravitz. Yeah, He's the costume
1: designer in The Hunger Games. Lenny Kravitz, American woman. Sorry, I always spontaneously (laughs) go into song at least once every episode. (laughs) At least once.
2: No, they did great on... uh, I I didn't read the books, but I really liked the first film. Mm -hmm. And then the the second and third, they lost me a bit, but I still Mm -hmm. loved the costume design. Yeah,
3: the... I, yeah definitely the costume design I, and that's a great you know you know you see uh, um, Jennifer Lawrence you know in such contrast you know in these like very light muted blues and grays in contrast to the super bold vibrant capital and, exactly. and with crazy hairstyles and makeup but it really
1: juxtaposed the, this, yeah. the rich with the poor and yeah, it really she looks does very well.
3: plain and yeah, very like everybody she has in her no dist- makeup yeah and everybody yeah. in her district you know because it's the coal district day, yeah. if I remember yeah. correctly you know it's uh just to go like, you put her next to Effie, and they don't have to say anything. You already know that there's a conflict there. You there's like something going on between these two worlds. Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And
1: one other one that I'll say sure. that I think really also epitomizes costume design mm-hmm. is Elizabeth.
3: Oh, it's which on my brought list.
1: the world <laughs> Cape Blanchett. I
2: love. I mean, that film. It,
1: the the uh, the costume design on that is Oof. really sumptuous and just so beautiful. Have you ever seen that That's film?
3: with. Cape
1: Blanche. the, it brought Cape Blanche to the world. designed by
3: Alexandra Byrne, I believe, who did. Um... There you
1: go. Alexandra Byrne on my cheat sheet. Yeah. Good <laughs> job. And she, uh... she knows her stuff.
3: <laughs> she, uh, she most recently is doing, um, she did like the Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. See? she's movie. good to oh, have wow. around. So that's a yeah.
1: lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought it was a guy. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: She did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, there you go. She's done. That's, that's great costume yeah. design. And, um, she did another movie recently that I was like, oh, I really loved her work. But yeah, I mean, Elizabeth is a classic film. Amazing. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it
1: just in—it's a time capsule. It really takes you into that time. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Yeah.
2: I—I'm actually just going to throw in two that are along that line that it's are okay. period pieces that I love, which is uh, Shakespeare and Love. I was going to say the perfect. Companion piece. to and, yeah. yeah. and the other Berlin girl, which I also oh, love. Yeah. That's surprisingly
1: a good film with Eric Banner, movie. Scarlett Johansson, yeah, and Natalie times. Portman. Yeah. I've only seen it once, but I remember enjoying it a lot and it's always stayed with me
2: i read that that's one i did read the book because it's mm-hmm. an amazing book mm-hmm. and i was uh, worried about the film because i loved the book so much and i was i was very happy
1: you know there is another one actually similar to that which is a, a surprisingly i don't know why it's a film i really like it's a period piece uh, which is mary antoinette with oh. kirsten dunst yeah i that's never actually Sophia saw Coppella.
3: that and that's it, melina cananero yeah and
1: yeah I'm going to check. Yeah, you're right. See, I wrote them down. She's got one I'm a little for one. bit
3: of a geek.
2: and good. Love it. But, <laughs> she um, knows her profession.
1: It was awesome. Marie Antoinette's a really jarring film. It's yeah, very good. I'm not the hugest fan of Kirsten Dunst, but she's fantastic in it. Jason Schwartzman's great in it. And the mm-hmm. whole soundtrack is 80s punk rock.
0: That's hilarious.
3: And yeah. they even um, what I love about that is uh, Sophia Coppola, who directed that, she was like, she wanted to make a, a like, You know, she had this soundtrack, but she also wanted to, to like bleed a little bit into you know Marie Antoinette's life and things like that right. so there's this montage I think it's to I want candy yeah and she's trying on all these I clothes want her, candy. like her two her two ma- maidens of the court who are with her they're trying on they're looking at fabrics they're eating macaroons they're having this whole thing that, I want to yeah, see that love they're that trying movie. shoes it's really I don't know good. why I haven't seen it yeah and in this scene they're Didn't trying to do
1: that well oh. but it's a very good film sorry oh, no no no
3: you're <laughs> fine um but she was trying on shoes and they purposely put in the frame a pair of Converse. Oh, that's And the awesome. shot to kind of play with the idea of right. this like oh, wow. this like poppy princess of the yeah. time, like who you know to be to parallel that is well i think that's
1: why it didn't do so well because it was this kind of crazy mashup with this whole 80s pop Mm. soundtrack and yeah it Mm -hmm. was very funky it was it was actually a good film and it's quite jarring as well Mm -hmm. because of what happened in the true story when don't tell me i don't actually oh good so no spoilers (laughs) part of
2: history i don't know (laughs) you should
1: totally check out um marie antoinette and the costume design is beautiful
2: i had one more along that line on my uh, period piece Mm -hmm. um which was sense and sensibility I oh. love that yes. film, and cause that's that, Jane Austen, right? Yeah, Jane Austen, <laughs> um, with Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson, yeah. Kate Winslet, um, oh Hugh, Grant's in Hugh that. Grant, Hugh yeah. Grant. It's a beautiful film. I mean, I, mm. I don't know how much you'd love it, Tony, mm. but it's in terms of I like costume, Pride and
1: Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you like the original Pride and Prejudice?
1: I actually like the one that Keira Knightley did okay, that you hate, that which I yeah. thought was a good film. No,
2: you cannot Costume do, design's great do in that Pride too, and Prejudice without uh, Colin Firth. I'm sorry. Okay. That's disgusting. So, uh, um, we digress. I so know, yes. but Sense and Sensibility as to costumes, I'd like your take on too. But I I mean, I love that. Um, I don't know what you call that. Yeah, a, that's all a Regency corset? style. No, no, they have it's a like very, Ampere. it's not corsets because they go from here Straight down, yeah. They're umpire dresses, umpire
3: because it's, um, like after, dresses. it's like after the empire, so it's like Correct. Napoleon oh, and wow. all that. So, yeah, it's, it's c-
2: not the corset ones go straight down, and then these go beautifully, like they're really, yeah. It's
3: like they have an underdress and yes. then they have the dress that goes over it. I loved it. Oh, I wow. loved wow. those. Loved everything about it. What I love about those movies is when they have dressing scenes because they're so mm. educational, mm-hmm. because yeah. they'll be like, okay, this is what women were wearing like from every like <laughs> from their brazier to their corset to like yeah. the final product and you're like wow you know you can't accomplish Silhouettes from different periods yeah. without yeah. the structure underneath it. That. That's yeah. totally true. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. the next next Go. one I
1: have isn't the greatest film. It's Tim mm-hmm. Burton's uh, remake, reimagination of Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But the costume design, which coincidentally enough is also Colleen Atwood,
0: yeah.
1: uh, was, that was, re- good. was remarkable. Yeah. I mean, Don't the costume the design film, is yeah. absolutely beautiful. I,
3: I think Colleen Atwood has done every single Tim Burton movie since <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Wow, if I remember. Did she do
1: Ed, Edward, so she did Edward she did Scissorhands because that great. is also very memorable.
3: I believe so well, that
2: was tim her burton's first films
3: one. are uh excellently always yeah, uh, very eccentric costumed. and color yeah. colorful and yeah and you know it, it's definitely in a you know the costume designer has a lot of say but it's also like collaborating with the director and tim burton's a great example because you know um he had this exhibit here at the lacma also at the moment in new york city which had All his illustrations and books, and and, I mean, costume examples. And you know, he's. he's I've
1: missed that. Sorry to go on a roll, but I've gone to LACMA several times. It's a beautiful museum here in Los Angeles, and each time I've gone, it's been like a, I guess, a down season when they haven't had these incredible displays. That go there Mm. a lot. And It's really frustrating. Well,
3: right now they have a Marc Chagall exhibit, which is really that is, (laughs) and uh, he's this uh, fabulous, like, impressionistic painter. But um, they took. There's like costumes that were done with his art style. So it's very like watercolor, very mm-hmm. colorful. So but that's Tim
1: a Burton good and I would have run to oh, see yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Because
3: um, it was. Let also... us know if that comes back. Yeah. <laughs> Drop have... me a line, Laura. Yeah.
1: She'll be our inside exactly.
3: lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, like, ha- he. In this exhibit, they had like framed napkins because it's like this nervous habit that he would just draw everywhere oh, and anywhere. Wow. So, just drawing on napkins, concepts, and you can see maybe like five years before a movie was done or he, you know, the beginnings of characters or ideas, you know. And so, it's, I love seeing that work with him. Mm, and wow. even, um I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of Alice in Wonderland either, but. It's very interesting to see how his aesthetic has changed given different mediums, you know, like the advent of CGI technology and yeah. him really kind of using well, his aesthetic It's certainly
1: beautiful to look at. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. yeah.
2: I saw it in, like, IMAX 3D, and yeah. that was actually quite spectacular. Same for me, the <laughs> like first time. You... <laughs> yeah, and then,
1: no, know, because I saw it in England, but oh. then I remember when I watched it at home, and I was kind of like, wow, this is really not that good. Because right. in the theater in 3D, it was so colorful and beautiful. it absorbed yeah. me. But anyway, okay, what else you got, Yenny? Oh, me, right.
2: Um <laughs> I was next going with Moving Oh, along. a more, a little bit more recent. La La Land. Oh, really yeah, loved I guess that. So. The yeah. costume
1: design
3: on La La Land. La La Land. I think Land of the dresses and it was yeah, it was nominated also, for uh, best costume design yeah, it was. and I think it um what's great about La La Land being nominated and I actually thought it was going to win even though my heart was with Fantastic Beasts which took home the award. Sure. Right. Um was that Contemporary costume design isn't really celebrated and I think that's a shame. That was my point. Because costume design really is, it's not about fancy frocks or crazy gowns or, you know, uh, you know, the biggest showiest thing. It's really about serving the story and the character. So Mm. like, a great costume design is the hangover, for instance, that you look at those four gentlemen walking down the hallway <laughs> and you know exactly... Or who.
1: Zach Galifianakis. That that's... costume is iconic. Yeah, There's a you're... guy in Hollywood who just dresses up like him and looks a bit like him and he makes money just walking around being a Zach Galifianakis impersonator. Yeah, so that's a and, great point.
3: Yeah. I'm, and, you know, those that speaks so much to who these people are. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you're supposed to be looking at when you see it like, you know... Um, Mia and Sebastian in La La Land. You know, Sebastian has this romantic sensibility about jazz music, and so he's wearing these two tone, you noticed. know, Oxford shoes yeah, I, that he I always guess you're wears. Because
1: right, I didn't really think of that. I, I think of the colorful dresses, but it, otherwise, the the costume in that movie. And by the way, it's one of my favorite films of the last mm-hmm. decade. I love it. But I didn't, now I, I guess I can appreciate it a bit more. But it didn't. It's more subtle. Work so much yeah. for me in yeah. terms
2: of when you think of costume yeah. design. But when I thought about it, I was exactly her point that. All the, especially she changes outfit a lot and everything. That's
1: memorable to me. Her progression
2: from, you know, she's an aspiring actress living with a bunch of roommates through to at
3: the end. She yeah. looks like an Audrey well, Hepburn almost at exactly. the end as well. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was beautifully done. That's interesting. Yeah, Costume you have, wise, you have that that epilogue, which is like this Technicolor like callback and like celebration of yeah. like the the cinema. And you kind of see a prequel to that throughout the movie in the costumes because they focus very much on having solid head to toe colored looks. Yeah, and against like a a blue dusk background in Los yeah. Angeles, or you know in the you know even on the stage when they're performing and it's like really bright you know it it seems a little off and it feels off because you know where these characters' hearts are. And yeah. so that I think that's really interesting and I think it should be celebrated, you know, like sex in the city, you might not think, oh, costume design, like, but they're wearing street clothes. It's like, but is different from Samantha. Samantha right. is mm-hmm. different from that. And when they reach into their closet, that's they're such gonna a have Samantha
1: thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Remember that line? Yeah. <laughs> I used to say that all the time.
3: Yeah. Such a Samantha thing to say. Yeah, and I you know, <laughs> you can think of all these ensemble shows and, yeah. and movies and they're they're very successful in terms of really solidifying who these people are. It's a good point. Yeah. Oh. And so um, at La La Land, I was very excited to see that it was nominated because I don't think that um, – like, for instance, one of my favorite costume design is Bridesmaids. Oh, the Hands film down. <laughs> Hands out. I mean, the film is awesome, yeah. but I think what—that's uh, Lisa Evans, and she does a lot of comedy movies. I Just
1: think of Melissa McCarthy's outfit in that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah. yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Totally you know, speaks to her character. Yeah, every every single person has like yeah. you know and. When they're in that the bridal salon, like right. looking at different stuff. I mean, it's it's so so Maya, so well Maya done. Maya
1: Rudolph in that dress running into the road, <laughs> yeah. and doing her business, yeah. And so, oh my God. yeah,
3: I I definitely think that uh, contemporary costume design because people feel like they dress themselves in the morning or they it's much more relatable. Yeah. They um, that it's harder for people to connect or like see the finer um, details in what. A designer may do so it's actually extremely difficult for a designer to convincingly kind of create a a picture with contemporary costumes. so Uh-oh. i almost think yeah, they're, it's they're, incredible yeah because you know if you're like oh you know i'm working on a, a a 1930s movie you know they expect oh you know you say that okay you know they kind of there's an expectation that you're an, an expert of this era within this clothes. Right. Versus like people are like, well, I shop at Target. And I know that those <laughs> jeans are X, Y, and Z. And you're like, mm-hmm.
1: No, I think it's magical. <laughs> uh, so a, a film, and I don't even know if this won awards. I didn't even look. But a film that speaks to me, and I remember when I saw it 10, mm-hmm. 15 years ago in terms of costume, was The Last Samurai.
0: Uh, oh, have yeah. you seen The Last yes, Samurai? very
1: true. I mean, the costume of Amazing. that... Showing Tom the Cruise, sa- right? Tom yeah, yeah. Cruise. But actually, who stole that movie was Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's this shot... When this Ken Watanabe marches into the forest and it's all covered in smoke and as the smoke dissipates or the cloud I guess it's foggy, the fog dissipates and you see all these mm-hmm. samurais coming in on their horses and they're it's in full beautiful. gear mm-hmm. it was so aesthetic and beautiful mm-hmm. and I, I just i thought the costume design in that film uh, which unfortunately it's a film that's kind of gotten forgotten over the years, yeah. I loved it and I, I remember watching it uh, a few months ago because mm-hmm. I'm crazy Laura, I watch movies over and over again <laughs> he
2: really does. Um,
1: the costume costume design is so beautiful yeah and uh, as far that. as i know it's very authentic and true mm. as well yeah to the samurai way yeah. so yeah. I, I had to mention that I, one
3: i love um mm. I love films that take place in, in Asia. Right. Because, I mean...
1: Well, Memoirs um, of a Geisha... That's what I was going to well, bring see, up next. I <laughs> didn't put it on the list because apparently that film is renowned as one of the most beautiful costume designs and it won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that film. It's a great
3: movie. Yeah, oh, it's be so beautiful. I, really I read know. the book. I was going to put it on. Yeah, I read the book and I saw the movie and it's it's so good.
2: I noted, actually, when looking at that one online, they said while it is very authentic, there are certain things, similar to what you uh, were talking about in Titanic, that they added to actually make the women a little more modern, mm-hmm. such as the color of her lipstick, that they would never wear such bold colors or mm-hmm. various little tiny,
3: yeah. tiny things. Yeah, the
1: attention but... to detail is staggering, actually. amazing.
3: Yeah. And I think that, you know, you are tasked as a filmmaker, as a creative person, to kind of show what kind of story. So I think making the decision on you know a particular lip color to convey a meaning or you know m- you know using a fabric that m- is more modern than is maybe more historical right uh, or historic excuse me was um it's it's totally a creative choice like um i Z the beginning of everything which is an Amazon show about Zelda Fitzgerald.
1: Oh, I've heard of that. That's with um Big Eyes, Christina Ricci. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: the and the costume designer. I like her. Yeah, no, she's great. She's uh, like my childhood hero. Yeah. Sleepy <laughs> Hollow that Casper loved the her. Friendly Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Uh, the costume designer's Tom Broker, who does actually who's been doing SNL for so many years and so he did that and he was saying, you know, the same thing like they chose, you know, It's a story about Zelda Zelda Fitzgerald, but it's a story, it's their story of of Zelda Mm. Fitzgerald. So it's maybe not necessarily, like, they'll look at research and make sure, you know, it's not like they're going to start putting her in, like, high-wedge sneakers and being like, hey, what's up, you know, but it's... (laughs) That make it unreal to... Right, exactly, but it's making editing decisions that really help um, put the story in perspective versus just being, like, very um, anally... uh, Sticking to the, the time right. period, so to say. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Cool. Mm-hmm. What's next on your list, Jenny? Well,
3: that
2: was, a, that was on my list. Mm-hmm. Memoirs of a Geisha. And oh, that was on uh, your list. <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah. Geisha
1: or Geisha? I thought
2: geisha. it was a Geisha. Yeah, I have
1: a geisha. wonderful habit of pronouncing something wrong even when I know it's it ever, wrong and I just again. because geisha <laughs> sounds right to me I think it's geisha. so even if yeah. I know it's geisha I'll probably just keep geisha. saying geisha but that's okay yeah I read that's when <laughs> I
2: read the book and um mm. okay next one on my list is beauty and the beast the actually, real movie
1: you mean the one that came out this As year with this uh, Emma movie, Watson not I had that on my bit. list because um again my appreciation of costume design Beautiful. comes way up and I thought of that film and that the costume is Absolutely gorgeous. Obviously, her and her dress in the the ballroom scene. No, but but the
2: French village exactly. the, that's what I thought
1: even the village and her father mm-hmm. and the different it was very nuanced but very well done sorry yeah. I don't want to steal your thunder no totally that, I...
2: that was uh, from the opening scene because I, I that's it's its not one of his favorite um, Disney movies it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite Disney mm-hmm. movies on, on my top
3: three but my so... wife
1: dragged me yeah. out to see it <laughs> I was
3: very like going kind of and I actually critical. liked the
1: live version are you a big fan of Beauty and the Beast Laura
3: I am a huge Disney fan yeah, well you're
1: general. a female <laughs> yes. so of course you're a big fan of Beauty and the Beast I, I I, and again, don't beat me up, anyone. But I've never really liked the animated one that much. Mm. I appreciate it a bit more now. But
0: the
1: li- <laughs> is like giving me snake eyes. But the live one, I, I actually, it was. Great. I've seen it three times now. I enjoy it quite yeah. a bit. Sorry, continue. And it was just
2: beautifully represented from because they made this was an eye to detail. They copied her exact outfit from the animated version right. with the blue and the white, and mm-hmm. from the first scene, and then every um, like the way they depicted those. I want to call them booby girls. They were like those four girls, mm-hmm. like
3: the, the the French booby girls.
1: They were like the are yeah. oh, the, the ones, ones who are crushing on Gaston.
2: Gaston. I think yeah, their of official
3: like... name is the Bimbets. I the
2: guess. Bimbets? Yeah, <laughs> that's even better. That's brilliant. And but just that they were like I think in a plush pink. Mm-hmm. and stuff
3: everything yeah. was just beautifully done well, even the yeah.
1: Beast the Beast costume so is glorious yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And that was uh, Jacqueline Duran who does uh, a lot of Joe Wright's movies so she did the new Pride and Prejudice movie with Keira oh. Knightley she did, did Joe Atonement Joe Wright do Atonement yes Joe Wright did Atonement the costume is fantastic but, on that yeah and uh, she also did Darkest Hour. Um, oh, wow. I haven't
1: seen that yet. Gary Oldman. We Churchill. Oh,
3: that's I excellent. I want to see it. I'm British.
1: Got to see it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but...
1: We were a disgrace here. Yeah. I know.
2: Why have we not <laughs> gotten to see that yet? That's so bad. <laughs> no, no worries. Well,
1: I wanted to see it at IPIC, which is in Pasadena. Oh. So this, a like, five-star uh, theater, but all they had was Jumanji, so we ended up watching that, no. which was always
2: <laughs> which fun, I actually. I know yeah. he didn't want to <laughs> see because he laughed at me <laughs> for going, I want to see Jumanji. He's like, yeah, I'm skipping that one.
3: <laughs> mm. Well uh, the What I love about Beauty and the Beast is that um, because it was such, it's, such a beloved animated film yeah you know there's a lot of pressure when you're oh, yeah. given the, the task to reimagine the same way that comic book costume designers have to like give a spin on you know superman batman captain america you know and kind of figure out what their storytelling is that dress was so controversial mm. the yellow dress people either loved it or hated they didn't know what to think of. i it. loved it oh, and that was great. i thought it i thought it was really fabulous because um you know you have to th- you know when you're looking at it on by itself people are like well it's not as like big or like whatever it is i was like yeah but think oh, about beautiful look look at the context of the events that happen in the movie immediately after that scene she hops on a horse to go <laughs> there's no way this girl's gonna be wearing no 50 pound dress it's gonna go save her man that's, <laughs> that's not true. happening that's I, was so like, true. I was like uh-uh. that it, it was very economical very and it was very light like it made sense um and, you know, same thing. They they included a couple of details. Like she had an ear cuff, which is very modern and she did that, but Emma Watson wanted a very modern like take on Belle. And yes. she was very open that she collaborated a lot with the costume designer because that's another thing. It's not like a costume designer can just like draw an illustration to be like okay this is what it's going to be it no needs to argument. be approved by the director it needs right. to be approved by the producer executive producer and most importantly by the actor who's Let's going go to be through wearing it different channels. yeah and yeah. you know a costume designer can learn even more about a character by having a conversation with the talent who's wearing it you yeah. know sometimes i love to meet. you know if i'm working on like a narrative feature i like to really have a conversation with an actor and be like, well, what do you think about this character? Cause then if this is their interpretation after having discussions with the director and intimately like figuring out the background, I'm like, I'm gonna tweak what I'm doing because what I'm doing is a tool for you. Right. Right. I'm represent I'm doing like a visual aid for the audience, but ultimately a costume is a tool for the actor p- to be able to perform a lot of actors yeah. have said you know they don't really feel like the character until they step into that fitting room right that you makes know? such sense it yeah, really like, does so you know and they figure yeah. out certain details that happen so
1: all right ladies this is good stuff unfortunately we do have to wind down mm-hmm, no, problem. Uh, no this is wonderful though i, yeah. I love it um <laughs> so we'll just kind of discuss the last few and then i also want to give you an opportunity to mention any others that you know maybe have inspired you in terms of like your favorite films that yeah, do costumes. Design. can
2: i do two more
1: no yeah of course i'm english <laughs> i'm a gentleman <laughs> ladies first
2: okay two that really stuck in my head and you're gonna mm. maybe laugh at this no? one but clueless really oh, the costume well think about how it, it so represents great. the 90s it's so it was so good. the 90s that's the point <laughs> yeah but like i do
1: think of what's her name that lady who unfortunately died in real life uh, the blonde Brittany murphy oh yeah. her transition with the costumes is very notable not just that
2: but well, okay, okay it's Alicia listen, i've seen that like 56 times one of your favorites yeah
1: 56 generally. times well, at least. i actually love clueless <laughs>
2: Clueless. my husband so loves clueless yeah. like it's one of those Most romantic comedies yeah. that even all the boys love yeah. so
1: we've had this argument It's not a romantic comedy. It's a coming of age
2: high school movie. (laughs) I disagree. Anyway, we'll not agree on that. But like from start to finish, the wardrobe, agree with me here and back me up against this monstrosity hey, saying it is she's not a she's our guest. Good
1: movie. Be gentle.
2: <laughs> Being gentle. <laughs> um, but like even from her like yellow outfit at the beginning. to
1: That's very every- memorable, actually. Everything
2: throughout the film that she's like this, you know, she's a rich Beverly Hills girl. And then, you know, yeah, they take on Dion, who's like dressed like a skater that's Brittany Murphy's yeah, character that's yeah that's Britney Murphy and then everything they do with that I thought it was spectacular anyway Clueless. it's
1: notable actually
3: yeah Clueless is definitely an iconic movie. when you have a best costume design list Clueless is going to be on it because yes. it is so it's that is one of the movies that it came out and then people were so inspired by it and even now you'll find it in mood boards as inspiration or really? look books for directors being uh-huh. like well there you go you know, Danny. Depend, because you know those characters are just as like is. being like oh here are <laughs> queen bees but you have a queen Pikes? bee with a heart right that's what You're right. it's like exactly. the perfect mean yeah. girl but representation mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, she was at of first. of course you love it because it's also isn't it the story of emma it's jane austen's it's emma correct done, it is modernized, Modern, modernized in the 90s yeah. Yeah. soundtracks yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. awesome as well yeah, yeah. No, all right wonderful. what was the other one
2: um an older one the wizard of oz
1: uh, that's oh, on my list yes. because you have to pay him i mean that's yes. 1939 um, yes. but the, the costume design is very so memorable. Cool. Absolutely, I, I mean, I think of the Wicked Witch of the West, of course. especially. I mean, she was so and spooky. And Gilda. Gilda, oh Gilda, and and her yeah, beautiful dress. Yeah, but all yes. of them actually. Glinda,
3: not Gilda. Glinda, 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 Glinda. Who? <laughs> uh, that was awesome. uh, Adrian, one. and he was Adrian. Adrian was his name, and just
1: Adrian. He had what a cool name. He <laughs> had
3: a. I think it was Adrian Greenberg, but I he am. really stuck with Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Um. Costume, costume designers at designer. that time were very interesting like uh another one was trevaya who did all of marilyn monroe's costumes for all oh, of her films see? so <sighs> seven year itch yeah
1: i mean that dress is mm-hmm. iconic my favorite yeah. is uh, gentleman like a, heart, preferred a gentleman prefer blondes all the costumes in yeah the so, so laura great. when i um when i was a kid my dad had every single one of marilyn monroe's films on and um gene kelly's films mm-hmm. on vhs so I have vivid memories of being like seven years old and I would watch them on a loop.
0: Mm. So I've seen
1: them all many, many times. was with James, oh, James Bond. Bond. Yeah. I,
0: I love Which is classics. on my list too, by the yeah. way, for costume design. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I
3: love classic <laughs> cinema. And Adrian yeah. is actually one of my favorites, personally, because he um, not only was a costume, at that time, costume designers were costuming the stars and they were the equivalent of couturiers in Paris. Wow. Be, be, yeah. And oftentimes costume designers in that time were doing fashion design collections and he stopped costume designing and really ended up focusing on um on fashion design but cool. he you know he was a really big presence in the 40s and i believe um he also did the women which is a great movie for they for costume design mm-hmm. and, and, and it was also that? redone in the 90s they did a remake that had none um, all these different women but this that one was great It had um joan crawford and um who else? It, it was Some big name. Oh, yeah, yeah I, it was an incredible movie. But and he really embraced Joan. He gave Joan Crawford embraced her athletic figure and kind of made her iconic broad shoulders. That is so like when you think of jo- Joan Crawford's silhouette and her fashion, mm-hmm. it's all about the shoulders of the 40s with her. And he was the one who really delivered that for her. And so Wiz- Wizard of Oz, I also think was in, you know, you're thinking of the Dust Bowl, the 1930s, the Great Depression. So people are thinking uh, absolute escapism when yeah. they go see something like Wizard of Oz, when they start out like in the Dust Bowl, you know, in yeah. Kansas. Well, even
1: Dorothy's dress is so iconic. Yeah, the munchkins. <laughs> I think yeah, of it man, in my head I, immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. You
3: know, once again, you know people are still dressing up as Dorothy and which yeah. mm-hmm. witch for Halloween still now, you know.
0: Even see.
2: as the, the, when she comes into the little, I don't know, the village or whatever mm-hmm. it is and all the little, the, the people that are yeah, there. Yeah, the munchkins, yeah.
1: yeah. The Oompa or, no, that's uh, that's Charlie, <laughs> and the Charlie in the Chocolate it's Factory. Still. That's great fashion too, costume <laughs> design as yeah. well.
3: Yeah, so, um, yeah. oh yeah, I love that. Has such a word. lasting
1: impression, it's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the last ones you have then? Pretty much. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, just so you know, I had to skip a bunch because I realized that we we really could talk about these for hours. Yeah. Which by the way, that means this is a great episode. Oh. You know, because it's <laughs> very alive, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Um, the last few I wanted to mention, which I thought were key, and mm-hmm. I'm skipping over some here that kind of hurt a bit, but um, <laughs> there's a couple of films that um I didn't even think of it as costume design, but these were films that were designed by famous fashion designers mm-hmm. um so the fifth element was a very famous one it's Jean Paul Gaultier mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the the costume design was just so out there mm-hmm. and so notable i remember that was a whole event in itself when the movie came out that jean paul gaultier did it mm-hmm. and i um i was watching a film uh, recently the untouchables um, which is a Kevin Costner film about Elliot Ness mm-hmm. set in like the, the, the 30s, 40s, 50s, out Al-, Al Capone time. And I remember when I was watching, I was like, God, those suits look so stylish. And then sure enough, I found out the costume designer was Giorgio Armani.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So I, thought, I just think that's, that's really kind of
1: interesting. But also what I realized was I find that funny that these famous uh, fashion designers aren't more involved in film. Why sure. do you think that is, Laura?
3: I think it depends on where i 100 percent believe it's where the heart lies for right. these people so right. jean paul goutier if his if his true calling is fashion then that's where he predominantly keeps right. his presence and you know if he's given a because he's so interesting he's such a creative everyone's creative but he has such a particular look and style everything yeah it says element, fifth element. Yeah. he also did um he did another film too or he did nirvana music videos He's very interesting his career at, like diving into mm. uh costuming but you know like armani i think that they do these projects because like you know intouchables you have a lot of men wearing suits or right, uh, suits american gigolo so mem- also put did, that armani, was armani yep. you knew that there yeah, you go armani put that you know they that's were, a racy film like, yeah <laughs> Rich,
1: that was richard Gere's big break you yeah. haven't seen that have you mm-hmm. she's oh, nodding like, fun. what are you talking about it's a
3: fun movie <laughs> it's actually
1: a good movie but yeah Armani mm-hmm. did it but in in uh, Untouchables I think those suits were really notable because they have yenny, you know, it's like all pinstriped gangster I, suits I've it's all it colorful I've seen a time ago. yeah, yeah the, really stands out
3: because there's a the flip side where you've had costume designers who've done capsule fashion collections or they've sold you know Colleen Atwood has sold through H&N Janie Bryant who's a costume designer of Mad Men has done multiple collections through Banana Republic costume and
1: Mad Men incredible yeah
3: and so, you know, there are times where costume designers will sell fashion and you'll have fashion designers who will do costuming, but most of the time they'll usually stay in where they're, you know, where their, tra- their main right. love and trade is. Um, you know, so I think that's ultimately what it is because...
1: Yeah. You know what I just realized? Uh, again, just mm-hmm. my, my geekdom coming on. Mm-hmm. This doesn't get enough credit. The costume design in all the Marvel films.
3: Oh, totally. Oh, I yeah. mean,
1: you know, Captain America. Oh, I remember you know, now. It's Juliana
3: incredible. Makovsky was the costume designer for Philofi- uh, Sorcerer Stone, Philosopher's Stone, and she oh. also did. Um, I believe she did the first Captain America. She also did Pleasantville, and she did those other one. I was like, I, was, I, love I knew the Pleasantville. name, um, but she did all of those movies. Yeah,
1: so. cool. Yeah, so I mean, though, I mean, the costume design in all the Marvel films, Loki, you know, mm-hmm. Thor. Obviously, they already had the comic books as inspiration, which mm-hmm. helped, but still, they oh, brought it to life in, yeah. incredibly. Yeah.
3: Michael Wilkinson, who did the Superman uniform uh, you know, for like Man of Steel, and then ultimately for Batman versus Superman. He he did a, a talk at the LACMA talking about the process of designing the suit and it's not just like a fabric that Henry Cavill wears. He wears first a muscle suit, then they wear a chrome suit that I've goes over this. that, and then he has a like a a fabric that's more like a mesh in which they three D printed uh, not three D or they printed a texture on the fabric to kind of give this dimension to his Superman suit. Yeah. So it's, it's not just it's incredible. not just like a flat black uh, yeah, just a blue. leather black. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but Laura.
1: Who did the goddamn bat suit for Batman and Robin? The bat nipples. Oh, <laughs> my George God. That George Clooney wore. I want to know who I, did that.
2: that yeah. I who did that?
1: that? Let's call them out. <laughs> Damn you. Yeah, well. I, you know how infamous that I is, right? The yes, bat nipples.
3: suit. The bat nipples. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying. I want to... S- if I'm incorrect, I'm so sorry, but I'm pretty sure it was Ellen Mirajnik. And Ellen Mirajnik has an incredible portfolio. She's done... Um, she uh Basic Instinct she's done. She did just did the yeah, greatest great showman. Movie, but not she's the done The Nick. She's done uh, what's the one with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas and she goes crazy. Fatal attraction. Fatal Attraction. great she, film. She yeah. did that film. Bunch of thrillers. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. done a bunch of thrillers that's kind of her calling and more recently she's kind of dealt in, you know so that's, I, was, I was joking anyway. I know <laughs> I, I want to double check that though but yes I remember that and I mean Poison Ivy's crazy eyebrows you know and yeah. you know Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze
1: so as we wrap up Laura mm-hmm. uh, I've loved having you on yeah it was really so fascinating much fun. <laughs> really fascinating oh, genuinely yeah? Um, but uh, I just want you What what's a couple of your personal I mean we've probably covered a lot of them mm-hmm. but are there any other films that really have inspired you as a costume designer
3: yeah, um... that you'd
1: love to mention
3: Definitely the fall, which was a Tarsim Singh movie, costume designed oh, by Aiko I'm Ishioka. S- I like you a lot.
1: <laughs> Nobody knows this movie. Oh yeah, it's with Lee Pace. Yeah, you don't know who Lee Pace no. is. Oh. Okay, Lee Pace. Anyway, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. That film is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Nobody knows what
2: it is. All right,
3: it goes on my list. It takes place in the 1920s, and it's this stunt actor who goes into the hospital after an accident, and there's a little girl who happens to also be in the hospital, and she's like, oh. I'm just gonna end up talking to you. And so he's going through his own wave of depression, and his way of getting through it is by talking to this girl about this fantastical story. And but as he tells this fantastical story, the film showcases it, and it's this brilliantly colored desert scene where it's bright yeah. colors, all this stuff was contrasted as this very like tan, beige, like neutral colored world the of visuals reality. Are it's stunning. incredible. Um, they also and they were collaborators until she passed away. And um, they did Immortals together. They did that Snow White movie with mm. um, Lily Cole. She Mirror, cost- Mirror, Mirror. Mirror. Uh, she costume designed that, um, and and
1: he did the cell as well, I think.
3: Right? He did with the Jennifer cell, Lopez. and she also did that. I like them. And you know, like yeah, I her work is of another level and I don't, unfortunately. I love The Fall. It's,
1: yeah. It's such an unknown film. Well incredible. Wow, you get major brownie points. For yeah,
3: that <laughs> I love, I love You're on Tony's inbox.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I have to admit, I actually don't remember the costume design so now I'm going to re-watch go it and yeah. pay attention to that. I'll watch But it. it's a film I've always loved and appreciated that Whenever I mention it to people, mm-hmm. they usually just like stare at me oh, blankly. No, yeah.
3: it's it's oh, it's so phenomenal. I love that. Uh, other
1: ones like that. Great choices. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, other films that I uh, really really loved. I talked about Star Wars: Phantom Menace, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow changed my. Oh, life. that was oh, beautiful. Yeah. That's costume. Tim Burton as well. Yeah, Tim Burton. That was the other movie that made me Johnny Depp and wanted... Big
1: Eyes again. Christina Ricci. Yeah, that's kind of when she came into Eyes. womanhood. Yeah, it's a compliment. She has.
3: Huge, gorgeous she eyes. Yeah, she does, she does. doe eyes. And that movie was just so beautiful in mm. terms of the color palette and how she really plays with that. And, and how
1: Christopher Walken's costume design. Yeah. He's the headless horseman. And same yeah.
3: thing, like she has a great team that works with her on every single project. You know, that's another thing. You celebrate a costume designer's work, and behind every costume designer is a wonderful costume supervisor, a great fabric manip- manipulator, a person who so- knows where to go for the best fabrics, Somebody who knows all, how to yeah. age and dye a great tailor you know a costume pa who's helping do returns and all that stuff there's a whole department to really execute Such that a vision team collaboration yeah, yeah. So, so even from like the department heads to even and within your own department you're constantly working with other people and leaning and trusting them to kind of bring this you know this crazy world to life right um i love so i definitely love sleepy hollow uh, another costume design that i really like oh um this is, I guess, a little unconventional because it's a lot of puppets, but the Dark Crystal, which oh, is Jim, wow. Henson. Jim Henson. Oh, now
2: yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I that, love the Dark Crystal. That's one of my favorites as a that's kid. A yeah. Dark
1: movie. It's a dark. It's we didn't even incredible. mention Labyrinth. Yeah. Oh
2: my Jareth, gosh.
1: the Goblin King. Yeah.
2: That's that's oh. actually a real miss that we didn't mention. Oh,
1: Labyrinth. Yeah. Labyrinth is incredible. Oh, we're,
2: messin- we're mentioning it. Actually, Princess Bride, <laughs> Labyrinth, and Willow were all on my yeah. list. Yes. And also
1: yes. for costume design, but probably mainly makeup. Mm-hmm it's not the the best film, but Legend. Oh yeah, um, oh, yes. darkness. Yeah. Tim Curry. <laughs> oh, it was incredible.
2: Was just we just went on our childhood plant. rant yes. right there. No, absolutely.
3: Princess Bride. I just said yes. We yeah. oh, did. All, yes. all those eighties <laughs> fantasy movies yeah. were so incredible. But in particular, I really love The Dark Crystal because it's all puppets, and you see, um, you know, this the 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 rich colors and detail mm-hmm. of the Skeksis versus you know some of the other like characters in the movie it's just so so great and that was inspired um they worked with this illustrator called Brian Froud who also worked on Labyrinth and ah. um he's a, which he, is interesting because they definitely have was, a, so, they have era, a feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so um well, dot
1: Crystal's a lot darker
3: but he does all this whimsical really fabulous artwork and you know he did concept art for all the characters for both of the movies and worked with the Henson, you know, the Jim Henson company to to execute it. And so Dark Crystal is really, really great. um, That's awesome. Yeah. Look,
1: I've loved having Mm -hmm. you on. Um, I wish you nothing but continued success in your career. Um, (laughs) I'm going
2: to look out for your name when I'm watching the (laughs) Oscars.
1: No, it's really fantastic. And, uh, you know, I I hope this episode not only makes people check out these movies that we've Mm -hmm. talked about, but really appreciate and respect uh, what goes into the costume design oh, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. more yeah, you know i, I mean that. i think it's really uh really important and anyway it was a lot of fun I, look i'll admit it was a lot more fun to talk about you know <laughs> no but i mean obviously i yeah. appreciate costume design but i was like i wonder how passionate i i was telling Yenny and my wife behind the scenes i wonder how passionate i'll be about it and within five minutes i was like oh my god we're gonna be here all night
0: yeah because <clears throat> it's
1: so intriguing yeah um and it's such a vital part of bringing a movie to life mm-hmm. so you you do the you know the good work, Laura. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you. You are the,
2: the people behind the scenes really making that movie happen yeah. from a whole different,
3: you know, standpoint. And we so appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you like this, never mind talking to other departments and seeing how they do that. <laughs> because, I mean, every department, you know, the one of the greatest things about living in los angeles is you have screenings and they'll bring filmmakers to come and talk about them. we saw um the assassination of jesse james at the egyptian by the coward robert
1: ford Mm -hmm. brad pitt and casey affleck love that movie
3: roger deakins the cinematographer was there and he's done a lot of the coen brothers movies and
1: blade runner 2049 he better win the goddamn oscar (laughs)
3: tony's passionate i know he's been nominated so much and has never and he's never taken it home and his work is so incredible but you know being able to be in the auditorium and hear like his process and seeing how something can be very simple or see how something can be so complicated you know like they oh this the iconic scene where i think it's brad pitt at the end of the tracks and it's the lantern and the train is approaching him and they're in the woods uh They said that they did all this light in the forest and they're trying to, you know, get it to be all dramatic. And he was like, no, shut it all off at the last second. I just want the train light and the lantern. And now it's like one of the most, like you'll see a movie montage and that shot is always in it. And he was just like, yeah, I just decided at the last minute, whatever, (laughs) you know, for him, it was like a throw. And, you know, that flippant thing created this, you know, this lasting you know, lasting yeah. impression. Awesome. Yeah. And so. your
1: husband works in cinematography. Yes, he does. So we're gonna have to set and yeah. schedule that. We, <laughs> we I'd love, that. love to have your husband on yeah. and we should cover cinematography. Absolutely and as a matter of fact, I've I've already thought about that, like spotlighting these these topics mm. of the the different what makes parts a movie. of a film. Yeah. Absolutely. Well look we, we loved having you with us this oh, evening. Thank you for having Thanks me. Thanks so, so much awesome. Laura. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna end I'm sad to end I know I'm actually
2: very <laughs> sad to end <laughs> uh,
1: but this is being great so good night everyone good night bye bye
0: Thank you so much again for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Just a reminder, as I do every week, you can follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guy. You can also go on YouTube if you want to listen. If it's easier for you to listen to episodes on YouTube, we will start posting them there now. I'm getting the back ones up now. Um, So give me a little bit more time and they'll all be up. And every week when the podcast comes out, you can also find them on YouTube and the page is called Tony the Movie Guy, so pretty easy to find. And also, we have a Patreon page. So if you love the podcast and want to help us keep going, you can find us on Patreon. The link will be in the show notes. So if you love the podcast and want to support us, we'd really appreciate that. And there's some fun little perks you can get, depending on how big of a patron you are monthly. So um, you can find all the links in the show notes again. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye.